I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Dumb Bitch Media. My name is Ev and I'm at No Money No Honey on Twitter and Instagram. And my name is Sophie, and I'm at Bingo Daddy on Twitter. Dude, I was going to like Mazinal Lake or whatever, Bon Echo. We were driving through Ares. I was like, I was like, imagine having to drive like an hour to a grocery store. Yeah. That's wild ass. Yeah. Couldn't be me. <laughs> no, couldn't be me either. Like, even when I lived like further out, we always just lived in small towns that were in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, not like towns. far outside of even a tiny town right people with mental illness can't live out in the middle of nowhere why just they disappear well because you how are you supposed to take care of yourself true right so if you can't leave the house food yeah right okay yeah and i mean if you know no one's gonna find you for like weeks that's not really (laughs) a great sign i guess so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's how i felt when i lived out in like the provincial park in Alberta, I was like, I could walk into the woods right now and no one would find me. Yeah, that's what I meant by, dis- <laughs> by yeah. disappearing. That's what Alice used to say. She'd be like, I could walk into the woods and a cougar would find me before a person. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's just nice to have a plan. <laughs> no. You'd have to have a lot of dry goods. Yeah. Okay. So, this is, I guess this is sort of related, but. I went to the movies yesterday. Everyone was like, go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, oh, it's really good. It's going to be like a new classic or whatever. So I went to go see the alligator horror movie, Crawl. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you want to see the other one? <laughs> I just wanted to see them both. Okay. And the other one was sold out. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> alligator time. <laughs> yeah. Alligators are really scary. I don't like lizards. No. I thought they were turning up the size and, like, the sounds and stuff for the movie, but yeah. then I was in a deep hole of crocodilian research today, yeah. and it turns out that, that both were accurate. Yeah. I watched a lot of real videos of alligators growling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're huge. Yeah. Yeah. But I was thinking, if you live somewhere with hurricanes, you would have to have your house so stocked full of food. And also, why would you live somewhere with hurricanes? Yeah, like, not having the ability to leave, like, the means financially, probably. Like, that's why all lower-income people died during Hurricane Katrina, mostly. That definitely made sense, Mm -hmm. for sure. And I guess the blame falls on, like, the people who, like, initially settled there. Not the people who have since been set there for, like, generations of families now, right? Not that the people that settled there originally could have known, but also they wasn't their land, so it all comes back to white people, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Damn. Yeah, it was was a wild, it was a wild ass movie, for sure. Did you hear about that lady in Florida that went missing while she was walking her dog, and they knew that she got eaten by an alligator because they found, like, one leg or something and then they like caught the alligator and cut it open and her whole body was inside of it yeah 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 i was so when i was in this like deep wikipedia hole i read about every crocodile and then every alligator attack with a human fatality in the past like 100 years (laughs) yeah they do this torpedo thing under the water where they spin until you drown yeah Mm -hmm. damn sometimes they don't even eat them no what the fuck damn I just realized that I already knew a lot about alligators and crocodiles. Yeah, yeah, for real. They scare me. 
they're really scary for sure. Almost all the stories were like, not that many people, it was like they were swimming, but a lot of them when they were swimming, they were like being idiots. They were ignoring the signs and Mm -hmm. whatever. There were a lot of stories about people like mocking alligators or whatever and then going in the water and it's like, well, okay, this is really deserved. But then a lot of the stories were just like, yeah, walking a dog near a golf course that had a pond or like, you know, going for a run, stopping to dip your toes in a lake, like fucking... Did you, have you heard about that type of fishing where people put their arms in catfish holes and the catfish bites their arm and then they pull them out? Yeah. So... Sometimes there's alligators in those holes. So people run a really high risk of getting their hands bitten off when they do that. Wow. Yeah. Don't get me started on how I want to have a hot hand or a fake leg. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right. How are you otherwise? Damn. <laughs> I'm well. That was dread. I went like hiking and canoeing on Saturday, which was fun. I hung out with best friend of the pod, Gloria Wallace, because she was in town mm-hmm. on Saturday night. What else? We had a fuck ton of shows this past week. Yeah. We collectively had, like... Six. I mean, we each had three shows. Yeah. yeah. You did Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and I did Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but... It's a little bit quieter this week, which is kind of nice. Yeah, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. I uh, I went to see my family. I just got back like an hour ago. And um, my cousin got really fucked up on white wine and started doing a 1,500-piece puzzle at like 8 p.m. last night. <laughs> and was like, nobody goes to bed till this is done. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted it to be a drip activity? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, what was the puzzle of? Um, Sorry, I don't come from a family that would ever do a puzzle, so this is, like, I mean, really disturbing everybody was me. drunk. <laughs> okay. Was it just at the Airbnb? Yeah, it was just there uh, already. okay, that's a little bit different. It was, like, already there. What and was the like, puzzle of? It was, like, a canal in, like, Venice. I don't know. It was, like, ugly. It was hard. Um, Shit. We started doing it because, like, her, she has kids, and, like, they pulled it out, but it was, like, an adult puzzle. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. And then people were drinking and they were all like hyper focused on finishing it. And like, my cousin was like, you're blocking the light. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny. She like decided that this random woman on Facebook was her nemesis that she like doesn't know. And she's like, it takes a lot for me to have a nemesis, but this, she's it. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild energy. (laughs) <laughs> and then I came home. <laughs> Good. Yeah. How was the bus? Oh, uh, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, I was really worried that they weren't gonna let me on the bus without ID. Yeah. Because everybody kept being like, "This isn't a thing." But every time I've gotten on the bus, they've asked to see my ID. Well, I mean, it's just something that you might want to, like, when you're traveling anywhere, people did ask for your ID. Yeah. Like, you did not ask for your idea, like, hotel or anywhere. whatever, anywhere. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I forgot my wallet at home, so I didn't have it, and mm-hmm. everybody kept being like, you don't need to show photo ID to get on the bus, just tell them you got mugged, and I was like, okay, <laughs> like, just be like, someone stole my wallet, I don't have any photo ID. Yeah. But, like, they still, like, mm-hmm. can ask you for ID and not let you on, I would assume, if they yeah. didn't want to. I assume, yeah. yeah, definitely. But it was fine. For sure. I get nervous even traveling with one piece of ID. I'm going to have to go get another driver's license before we fly to Edmonton. Yeah. Should we talk about that? Yeah. Okay. So You can use your passport. 
Oh, yeah, true. Okay, yeah. I'll just bring my passport. But you're going to need a health card. I have a health card. Oh, you have That's oh. That's the ID that I have. Okay, I understand. Yeah. So we have some really exciting news. We will be in Edmonton, Alberta from September... 10th? 10th. To 12th. To 12th. Because um, we are co-headlining a one-night event called Justice for Laughs. Mm-hmm. In Edmonton, Alberta, which is really, really exciting. Very exciting. Dumb Bitch Media headline. <laughs> Dumb Bitch Media does Alberta. We won't be, like, obvious. we'll just be each performing our own yeah. <laughs> comedy, but it will still be DBM does Alberta in spirit, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Alberta. No. And everyone tells me Edmonton's a shithole, but I don't care. It's not true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited talk. anyways. This is um very exciting for us because it's the first time that anyone has like I guess basically like brought us out and put us up. Yeah, it's crazy. To do comedy, so we're really excited. I guess we're allowed to talk about it now. We kind of just finalized it today, so Ah I know. <laughs> I yeah. told my mom. You did? Yeah. Was she excited? Yes. What'd she say? <laughs> she was like, yay, hard work pays off. <laughs> I was like, yeah, just trying to keep writing those dick jokes. Got <laughs> <laughs> to put in a, a lot of time at the dick joke factory <laughs> before we do. Just kidding, guys. Our material will be um, smart material for woke audiences that don't like punching down. <laughs> it's it's very exciting. Yeah. Hose mad for sure. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to flex. <laughs> All right. Oops. No, we're very thankful. But we're really excited. We're very thankful. And Edmonton, we will be in you. So if you're a comedian in Edmonton and you have other shows that you would like us to do on September 11th, never forget. Uh, <laughs> just let us know we do fly out probably on the morning of the 12th yeah yeah so so really exciting we might get to do oh we might get to do a crossover edition of Pino Lefter while we're yeah. there and we were on a bonus mini episode of Kino Lefter this past week it came out today with our good friend Evan he guested on our podcast a couple months ago yeah. So we did just a cute little mini episode on the paywall edition of his podcast, Kino Lefter, which is a very funny movie review podcast, Left Politics. Mm-hmm. So subscribe to their Patreon and check it out. Yep. And we'll be probably another episode yeah. later on. Uh, yeah. So should we talk about stuff? Yeah, let's do it. So we're just going to talk first about Donald Trump talking shit on Baltimore, Mm -hmm. specifically one electoral district. Goldfish tractor ASMR. <laughs> Great. Mm. Well, I don't have my vape or my latoire today, so we have to give the people what they want. Fuck, you're right, you don't. 
So a representative from Baltimore whose name is Elijah Cummings is a frequent critic of Donald Trump and specifically he's been recently lamenting the conditions of the border and Donald Trump shot back by saying that Baltimore is a rat infested district that nobody would want to live in. Nice. Yeah. Um, And kind of, I guess, indicating that this representative and other Baltimore politicians are somehow responsible for that. And a series of people came out criticizing Donald Trump for making those remarks about Baltimore, calling it infested and saying that he has a specific bone to pick with black people and people of color specifically that are in Congress. Right. And it's pretty hot on the heels of him, like, criticizing the quote-unquote squad and telling them to go back to their, you know, violent, war-torn homes. Poverty-ridden. Exactly. Similar comment. So he's using a lot of, like, coded language for, you know, poor people that are... uh, Poor districts that are largely populated by black people and people of color, and people are calling him out about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw Bernie Sanders had some comment about um, Donald Trump referring to Baltimore as being, you know, low income and, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever. And then Donald Trump tweeted, Crazy Bernie Sanders recently equated the city of Baltimore to a third world country. Based on that statement, I assume that Bernie must now be labeled a racist, just as a Republican would if he used the term that term and standard. The fact is, Baltimore can be brought back, maybe, even to new heights of success and glory, but not with King Elijah and that crew. When the leaders of Baltimore want to see the city rise again, I am in a very beautiful oval-shaped office waiting for your call. Yeah, so... Presumably... In this case, to liken Baltimore to a third world country versus calling it rat infested, first of all, are on completely different scales of aggression, even if they were those statements were made with the same intent. Yeah. But I imagine that Bernie Sanders ca- uh, likened the state of affairs in Baltimore to a third world country in order to highlight income inequality and social services, how resources exactly are not being directed towards Baltimore, which is clearly struggling right now, being that it's one of the lower SES uh, districts in the states. Totally. Yeah. It, in a way, he was kind of doing, like, two Canada's discourse, right? Yeah. Like, no one being racist when they say that, you know, like, the conditions on First Nations reserves in the North are akin to a third world country. They're just accurate when they're comparing, like, rates of violence, infant mortality, and avoidable medical issues and disease and things like that exactly so it's like if somebody said the same thing about baltimore what they're doing is highlighting a structural issue not punching down at a city that has been forgotten by the federal government yeah not referring to the population right no you know i think the reason as well that baltimore is such a good example you know it's the capital of maryland maryland is extremely close to washington Mm dc it's extremely close right they're all within like a 
it's maybe like an hour outside of DC. It's very close. I've been mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when you're highlighting income inequality and access to resources in the US, what better example than somewhere that is so close to, you know? Definitely. And also, Baltimore has uh, received a lot of attention over the years. I mean, in part due to it's like very high like murder rate but i mean also like think about like shows like the wire and stuff Mm -hmm. like everybody even people who were previously like unaware of baltimore we all know now you know like we hear about it all the time and what i want to know is how does baltimore kane stavros halkias feel about this what is his comment on donald trump's (laughs) his silence is deafening (laughs) he he was running around like you know my dips small and I'm fat (laughs) and it was like what about your beloved hometown sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's disgusting yeah quite frankly is the only way to say it one thing that did bother me was uh okay one thing that I thought was nice was uh, Baltimore striking back and you know doing the hashtag like we are Baltimore and yeah. talking about the beautiful things that they love about their city and you know anyone who's from somewhere that people make fun of and say bad stuff about knows that even if you can shit on where you're from it's distinctly hurtful when other people it's different do yeah. exactly so it's coming from lived experiences versus usually stereotypes of some variety yeah it's not rude if someone punches at their own hometown it's not usually rooted like deeply in like classism and racism exactly. and whatever right it's like yeah i lived here it's bad but also a lot of the time it's not as bad as from the outside say say that it is exactly and also the other thing is people are saying that (laughs) michelle obama threw shade in the way that establishment democrats tend to quote-unquote throw shade according to the you know neoliberal feminist center Um, (laughs) so i was like damn michelle obama threw shade what did she do? You know, what's the tea? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked it up and all she did was tweet something nice about a dance team that she watched perform in Baltimore two years ago. And then the okay. and then the <laughs> dance team responded with a video of them chanting their motto, which is a variation on Michelle Obama's famous quote, when we go high, they go low. Great. Yeah. Um, so I was like, ooh, really, really getting spicy now that you're not the first lady anymore. Really. (laughs) Fourth degree burn. Um, do you think it's racist to say that a black woman is throwing shade anytime they make a comment on something? That's, that is interesting. In a way, because, but what I will say is it's more indicative of a lot of, like the the neolib center's broader co-option of african african american vernacular english like the everything that they the way that they discuss politics is all very much in that language yeah nancy pelosi threw shade i mean she is That's a true. poc as an italian woman you know like uh so maybe I, that wasn't a good example um but they say everyone threw shade everything is yas queen um, yes, Queen Hillary Clinton. Uh, like, 
Obama ain't having no Bernie or whatever that fucking yeah. chick was like the clapping emojis like the clapping emojis that's in the true. tweets like this is all very much the gifts of like sassy black women like it's it's all very much of a filtration of language that is drawn from black women to white gays to middle-aged white women that are still with her we've talked about this they're before with they're with yeah. her um, <laughs> you know what I think it is it's I don't think this is like intentional, but mm-hmm. it's a way of distancing yourself from the poli- from politics, right? Because you're using language that doesn't come naturally to you, mm-hmm. and that creates a distance between yourself and the way that you're expressing yourself because you're applying these things that aren't necessarily like they've entered your lexicon, sure, naturally, technically because of the internet, mm-hmm. but they're not something that comes naturally to you. So you've appropriated this language and then you've, you're applying it to these other situations and it just feels like a way of distancing yourself from the issue, right? It's like a barrier. That's entirely plausible. I was kind of operating on a far meaner assumption, which is just that these people don't have the brain cells or the language to, you know, parse like political discourse and actually communicate what their issues are with certain candidates and what they like about others. I think that would require um, (laughs) vulnerability and um, the ability to speak candidly about things that affect them. Self-awareness, a deeper level of uh, critical thinking, possibly analysis, yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, but it's like, if it's just like, yes, Kamala is my mom, and then it's like... (laughs) And then it's like, Kamala is Hermione Granger. <laughs> we need a black Hermione. Didn't you know Hermione was black in the books? <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> Anyways, Donald Trump is, <laughs> is a racist. And so are all the middle-aged wine moms who are running around, uh, Gif replying. Gif replying. <laughs> Anyone that uses a minion meme is racist. Okay. Like, unironically uses a minion mm-hmm. meme. Mom, close your ears. <laughs> well. <laughs> boomer shit. You can safely assume that a big percentage of boomers yeah. are racist, though. So oh, yeah. Whatever. For sure. <laughs> Speaking of Bernie Sanders, we also wanted to talk about Senator Sanders coming up to our home and native land, the Great White North, on an insulin caravan Mm -hmm. so he came to windsor ontario which is just across the border from detroit michigan it's in southern ontario with 12 type 1 diabetics in order to stand with them as they bought insulin which is much cheaper in canada than it is in the states and it's available widely without a prescription yeah Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize that you could get insulin here if you weren't from Canada, but I guess that makes sense, right? Yeah. But I would, I thought that you would have need to have some sort of like, like visa status, like, you know, like even like a traveler's visa or whatever. But I guess people come on vacation all the time. Exactly. So you can get three, up to three months of insulin uh, okay. in, um, so basically to ensure that it's only for personal use. Yeah. And you can get that without a prescription. You are not really supposed to bring it across the border, but border guards and customs just tend to look the other way if it's, again, like a personal use amount. Yeah. And some states are actually introducing legislation that would make it legal 
legal. Okay. Yeah, even though it's 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 not really criminalized right now. No, but, but it, it's just it's, not actively legal. It's transporting a essentially a medication precisely the border and whatever you mm-hmm. can use insulin to kill someone so you can <laughs> i know <Yeah>. i know <laughs> but the cost of um like a month's worth of insulin in the u.s is what 650 dollars something like that it's 340 dollars a vial okay so it just depends on like yeah. your personal usage in canada it's about 100 dollars a vial or is it like less than that no it's less okay. than that so it's approximately a tenth of the price okay in canada yeah, yeah it's 30 some dollars 340 dollars in the states okay. and it's like it costs a type 1 diabetic it's more expensive for type 1 diabetics than type 2 diabetics yeah. but for sure in the states the price of insulin has gone up by 97 percent in the last four years oh my god so it used to cost the average type 1 diabetic about 2900 dollars american per year to obtain the amount of insulin that they would need on a prescriptive basis to survive yeah to survive and now it's fifty seven hundred dollars a year holy shit yeah and one in four people that are prescribed insulin that have type 1 diabetes are rationing the amount of insulin that they're using due to not being able to afford their medication yeah so so i read that one of the families that went with bernie sanders across the border has three kids in their family that are type 1 diabetic yeah and that are insulin dependent yeah was that the family from Indiana? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really, really bad. And I think that it was good that he came to Canada. It obviously, like, it raises awareness. I do think that it, it's a Band-Aid solution. Yeah. And the larger problem is it's not different insulin no. that we have in Canada. The difference is the Canadian government has far more regulatory blocks on pharmaceutical companies that prevent them from raising the prices. Arbitrarily, yeah. Exactly. As compared to in the States, every time they come out with a new product that, for example, has... uh, Well, it's more expensive to begin with, but every time they come out with a new product that has more extended release or, you know, is better at preventing spikes or they come out with a new type of pump that you have to change less often or whatever. That creates a new patent and jacks up the price every single time. For everything. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So... And doctors are incentivized to to prescribe prescribe the newer, more expensive... Drug deals, they get... Exactly. Yeah, they get money out of it too, Mm -hmm. right? Um, My issue that I have with this is like obviously I like Bernie Sanders and I see the benefit of it in terms of like creating promotion and publicity for his healthcare plan definitely but insulin should be free everywhere absolutely it should be free in Canada too people still have to pay money for it here absolutely it's more affordable but people Mm -hmm. there's still people in Canada who can't afford insulin yeah I was really mad on the internet the other day when I tweeted like hey real quick anyone want to put me on their on their health insurance because people are like don't you live in Canada and it's like okay can you please pay attention to something outside of the states for five seconds yes because just because we have a better health care system here and Medicare for all like Bernie Sanders is uh proposing will just get the United States closer to the Canadian system, which will still be a bit improvement. You guys will feel a lot better. But (laughs) in Canada, what's covered is doctor's appointments, hospital visits, emergency care, whatever. But then within that, there's a lot of things 
In Canada? In Canada. Yeah, so... That aren't covered, right? Like, you still need insurance to get dental care, mm -hmm. vision care, mm -hmm. medication, a lot medication. of it. Medication. Almost all of it. Um, none of that is covered by our health care that's provided by the province. Any sort of specialist treatment. Any sort of specialist treatments, um, extended hospital stays. So if you're not in the emergency room, if you're actually, yeah. like, checked into the hospital, if you're admitted, you mm -hmm. have to pay for that. You have to pay for ambulances still. Yeah. Like, what the socialized medicine program is in Canada mm -hmm. is an essentially all it is is general practitioners mm -hmm. and an agreement between provinces that if you go to the hospital and you're not in your home province mm -hmm. you won't get charged yeah. to go to the emergency room exactly that's it yeah so I still spend I don't know about $300 a month on medication I haven't been to the dentist in two years like you know what yeah. I mean like this this is all you know like we we still have we still have that problem and the other thing is too with like the Canadian system so again like I'm really happy that those American people came and they were Absolutely. able to access their insulin of course but w part of what Sanders is proposing is that it should be legal for the United States to import insulin from Canada. Mm. Okay, so that's that's part of their... And, you know, his argument was that the reason why we're blocked from doing that right now is because of collusion between big pharma companies and people who are high up in the Senate, right? Right. Which is, of course, true. It's true. But the facts... And he was saying that, you know, like, why aren't there blockages from bringing in tomatoes from Mexico and shoes from China and stuff? And it's like, yeah, of course, because Big Pharma and the American government want to work together to create a monopoly which charges people out the ass because they don't care. Yeah. Right? But importing insulin from Canada isn't really the solution. What they do is should do is increase harsh regulations that bear down on the pharmaceutical companies in order to put like a price cap <laughs> yeah. on how high they and they should subsidize medications like that that's the that's the reasonable thing to do and one point that he did make was that you know a lot of people are saying that it's illegal to import Canadian insulin because of FDA regulations. And it's like, that's total bullshit. Canada's a developed country. It's a Western yeah. country. If anything, our health authority has stricter regulations than the United States. Yeah, I would assume it would really be the other way around. Like, that's why there's we things... Do. <laughs> there's, there's antibiotics that they can't give you in Canada mm -hmm. that are perfectly legal in the U.S. You can't buy Excedrin here anymore. No, that's bullshit. Mm -hmm, I know. But there's... Um, <laughs> I got given this antibiotic once mm. for a UTI right mm -hmm. before they made it like you actually can't get it in Canada anymore mm -hmm. because it had been black box labeled in the U.S. because it causes tendon rupture in your hands. Yeah. And my mom got it prescribed to her too and her tendon ruptured in her hand. Yeah. So. Yeah. But no, our... you can still prescribe that in, in the U.S. Yeah. So the, you know, we have different regulations. thing is total bullshit. What they're trying to do is force the hand of people to pay the maximum amount of money yeah. for their insulin. But the other problem with the Canadian medical system is we do occasionally have medication shortages. So yeah. we can't afford or just produce. We just don't have the capacity to provide medication for every type 1 diabetic in, in the Canada United States. The US. <laughs> it's just not going to yeah. happen. Didn't right? we have an insulin shortage last year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My Some of my medications were on shortage and I had to call literally 
11 different pharmacies yeah before i found it last year like <laughs> yeah it's not it's not a joke you know <laughs> yeah that's not helpful to anybody mm-hmm. right like like the u.s needs to be producing the medication that americans need to survive Absolutely. at a reasonable price it's well, not realistic to put that burden on another country especially when we have price caps like that's not gonna help anyone no it's a legislative problem yeah not a supply and demand demand problem problem. (laughs) yeah exactly it's not an issue with supply supply chain management they're producing enough insulin for everybody people just can't afford it of course yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah basically thank you bernie sanders for your your brief journey to canada we still like you, but don't take our insulin. <laughs> Please. We need it. <laughs> should we be true crime bitch media for a second here? We should, yeah. Speaking of cross-country... Uh, <laughs> Caravans? Journeys, yeah. <laughs> so, earlier this week, two men from BC went missing after killing a professor from the University of... British Columbia, and subsequently killed two more people as they ran from the authorities. So they started in British Columbia, and the RCMP, the federal police, have been looking for them, and they've recently been spotted in Manitoba, which is, like, halfway across the country. Yeah. Um, But on their cross-country journey, they've killed three people. So they killed a couple uh, named Lucas Fowler and China Deese. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in, I think it was in Alberta. It was right near BC. Yeah, there was security footage of them getting gas, like, basically, like, right, right near Right on the border. Near yeah. it happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, they also killed a University of British Columbia lecturer named Leonard Dyke. Mm-hmm. So right now, the last place they were spotted was in Manitoba in a very, very small town uh, called York Landing. And they don't know why they're there. They haven't found them yet. Mm-hmm. And basically, they haven't contacted anybody. So they don't know how they're getting around, really. They don't know why they've been spotted in Manitoba. But obviously, people are scared. <laughs> it's a community of, like, 500 people. Yeah. And it's 700 kilometers north of Winnipeg. So Manitoba is one of those provinces where there's not a lot of people that live there. And they pretty much only live in the major cities. Mm-hmm. So 700 kilometers north of Winnipeg is, like, really remote. Yeah, because the big cities are, like, Brand- obviously, yeah. like, in the south of Manitoba because the north is rough territory that's more yeah. or less unlivable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was reading a little bit. So the couple were kind of, like, they were, like, kind of hippie travelers. Yeah. Like, young people. Like, like they were, an like... an Australian guy and mm-hmm. some... An American. From, I mean, yeah, from the U.S. Yeah. And they met, like, when they were traveling in Croatia or something. Yeah. And were just kind of, like, traveling around. And he was, like, learning to ranch and stuff. They were just, like, 23 and 24 and going around. Yeah. It was really sad. I read a quote from her mom. And she was, like, mm-hmm. oh, my daughter would always leave for long periods of time. But she always came back. So it doesn't feel real. Because... Yeah. Like, I watched the security footage, too, and it was really yeah, cute. I know. They were so oh, in love. It was so sad. Yeah, it was really, really sad. Anyways, these kids are just, like, on the run. One thing that I did see that came out of it was a push for them to finally get 
cell service along the highway in northern BC, which is notoriously dangerous and remote. Yeah. So there's a huge stretch of, oh, well, I mean, Canada on the whole, but it's particularly dangerously, there's a huge stretch of highway along like northern BC and into Alaska where uh, they just don't have Wi-Fi and they don't have cell, cell service. service. And it's extremely dangerous. And they did indicate that the none of the three victims would have had cell service and yeah. been able to call out for help even if they were able to get to a phone or yeah. what have you. I don't even think you can use, like, satellite phones out there because the mountains are so tall. Like, you're yeah. in valleys. You can't get satellite no. connection either. Like, there's literally nothing. And those kids, like, are locals. Yeah. So they obviously they know, that. know that. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know what the reason was for the first murder? So I read a profile on one of the kids, the younger one. So their names are Cam McLeod and Briar Schmaler. Sch- Sch- he has a he's yeah. a weird like German last name or something. Uh, Briar Schmigelski. Sch- Sch- yeah. Yeah. Schmigelski. Schmigelski. Okay. So Briar, I read an interview with Brian Schmigelski's dad. And he said that he's, <laughs> his dad seems like a drifter, mm-hmm. like, which is classic in these cases, but he's going to publish, like, a short book about, like, his son's early life and his contact with, like, the federal courts and the law. So he's so had problems. So he's had problems. Okay. He was a juvenile Offender. delinquent. Okay. His dad's been in and out of jail. Okay. Like, he's just had an extraordinarily hard life by the sounds of it and the other guy they don't know like who's really the mastermind or whatever but the other guy is a friend of his okay yeah so there's no like they don't they didn't know the first person that was murdered in any way i don't think so okay no they weren't my initial thought was like i was like oh i wonder if they were students at the university that's what i was wondering but i couldn't find anything but clearly not no just like Drifter killers. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Like spree killers. Spree killers. Classically. Because the people, the the couple there that they murdered, they didn't like take their car or like anything like that. Like it wasn't like. No. Yeah. No. They're just presumably young and mentally ill and have been through the system yeah. and are just running around and lashing out. Yeah. Unfortunately. One thing that I did see that made me laugh, which is probably a bad sentence to say while talking about this. <laughs> but I did see an article that was the title of the article. It is okay. This is like why people don't take Canada fucking seriously. Listen to this shit. Canada murder hunt search for teen suspects leads only to polar bear. The threat of a polar bear attack has become a reality for the huge Canadian police and military contingent searching for the teenage duo suspected of a shooting dead a tourist couple and a university botanist jesus they're in northern Minnesota. <laughs> obviously oh my god so they're looking for murderers but they're just mostly worried about polar bear attacks <laughs> jesus this whole cell service thing really bothers me because canada has a huge problem with cell phone monopoly mm-hmm. um big four bit the big four yeah so canada basically has 
large regions of Canada where you can't get cell service or whether you're supposed to have cell service and you don't. Mm-hmm. And the price for cell phone ser- like for cell phone service is sky high mm-hmm. because there's four companies and really it's two companies mm-hmm. and subsidiaries that have major monopolies on the network and there's no affordable cell service in Canada. What would you say the two companies are, Bell and Rogers? Bell, Rogers, and TELUS. Yes. But, like, for example, there's, like, other ones that are pretty big. They operate on those networks. Yeah, so, like, Nutel and Alliant, for example, were, like, absorbed by Bell. Kudu operates on TELUS. Yeah. Uh, Wind operates on Rogers. Yeah, exactly. So these are all, like, oh, you have other options, but they Mm -hmm. all operate on the same networks, right? So those are the only options. And, like, one time I was driving through Alberta... Mm-hmm. in a very remote area like there was nothing around mm-hmm. and there was supposed to be cell service mm-hmm. there was supposed to be rogers cell service and mm-hmm. there there wasn't like yeah. i took a sat phone with me because i knew mm-hmm. but they're telling people that they have service and they don't and that's irresponsible it is and also like it's been ruled like in legislation that it's unethical yeah for there to be huge swaths of Canada that don't have self-service and don't have the option to even get the internet. Yeah. Wasn't that ruled, like, two years ago? Yeah, I think it was two years ago. And everybody was making fun of it, and they were like, oh, Wi-Fi ruled a human right. It's like... Well, well, what? Like... You're gonna deny that to people that are already in hugely isolated communities? Why do you think people go missing? Yeah. Like we were talking about before. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Like... Yeah, no. Yeah, so hopefully they they catch those bad boys. Sorry. <laughs> but hopefully they catch I hope them. they find them and they don't yeah. kill anyone else. Yeah, me too. Apparently the the one kid like who they talked to his dad, yeah. like he doesn't give a fuck and they think he's gonna try to suicide by cop. Uh, so I doubt that both of missing. I doubt that both of them will even end up in Jail. police custody. Probably not. Maybe one of them will. But apparently the under one just doesn't give a fuck, yeah. Mm. Like, it's just gonna, apparently isn't gonna go down without a fight and doesn't care about committing suicide by cop, yeah. That's not a great sign for them even being found, though. No. (laughs) Great. Yeah. So that's dead. Yeah. Uh, We'll move on to some uh, potentially more serious (laughs) topics. Now that we've done, you know, all this light fluff, you know gossipy stuff that you guys know and love us for. Let's talk about the real issues. Army Hammer posting an Instagram story of his toddler son sucking on his toes. Thoughts? I don't really care. You don't care? I don't think people should post videos of their kids on the internet. Me neither, especially not celebrities. Oh, especially not celebrities. You can't consent when you're two. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like... I, it also bothers me how there's so many people who make such a big deal about photos of their kids being posted online. Like, not celebrities, but just mm-hmm. regular people who are, like, make a big deal. Like, I don't want my kid to have their photo on the internet. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I think in, like, ten years, there's going to be a ton of cases mm-hmm. in court with yeah. people suing their parents. Yeah, absolutely. For, for posting about them on the internet. Definitely. When they had no ability to consent. I, th- I it's think it's kind of untreaded territory. Yeah, I think that you're definitely right. I think that it, it's weird, and he shouldn't have posted it. Like, yeah. he just should have known better. Yeah. I don't think it 
is bad or wrong. No. Uh, you know, children put everything in their mouth. You know, obviously it's innocent. He doesn't know. The problem was also when he posted this, he, <laughs> this is, he posted the caption, hashtag foot fetish on fleek. Ew. Ew. Right? Which is like more cringe than it is wrong. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's just cringy. <laughs> it's yeah. cringy because it's like, first of all, why are you saying on fleek? In the year of our Lord, 2019. You're 32. This is how removed celebrities are from, like, popular culture, even though they make up popular culture. We know people older than 32 that wouldn't say that. Yes, absolutely. Um, Um, And, you know, obviously you shouldn't use the term foot fetish to refer to a child. (laughs) I just think it's one of those situations where it's, like, nobody else thinks your kid is cute. Yeah. Which is, like, 99% of everything people post about their kids online. Yeah. It's, like, nobody needs to see this. Nobody cares. Nobody thinks your kid is cute. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But nobody cares. Yeah. And because people don't care, they're going to make fun of it and make a big deal out of it. People... Right? L- There's no way to defend it because it does Like, nobody fucking cares. Yeah. Exactly. So... His wife was, like, super owned online about it. She was, was she like, freaking out? Yeah, she was post-commenting on people's Instagram posts and stuff about it. That's a bad look. Yeah, I know. But it people, like, just love to be cops about parenting, too, I think. Oh, my God. You know, like, it's the most annoying shit in the world because it's, like, nobody cares about... You have to be quite abusive for someone who doesn't have children to care about your parenting. Yeah. Right? You know, like, pub- publicly. There's a lot of... Oh, for someone who doesn't have children. Because I was going to say, people have to police each other. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But it's, like, it's in-group policing. Yeah, it's And over policing. the stupidest fucking shit, right? Someone the other day was telling me, because we were talking about how those, like, parenting groups are really toxic. Horrible. And he was telling me that there's topics that you're not allowed to discuss. Like what, vaccinations? You'll get banned from okay. groups. Stuff like vaccinations, circumcision, co-sleeping... <laughs> Go sleeping. And there was another that one that he up. and there was another mm. one that he couldn't remember. I think it was breastfeeding versus formula mm. that you cannot talk about or you will get banned from parenting groups. That's insane. Well, that's those are the ones that are like big problems. Bid, yeah. But if you're not allowed to talk about any of those things, what the fuck are people policing each other about, mm. right? Stupid yeah. shit. Let's go through breastfeeding. Good. good. If your boobies can't make enough milk, formula is fine. fine. Or um, if your kid can't for some reason. Co sleeping. Wrong. Yep. Vaccinations. Good. If your kid's immunocompromised, you do it when your doctor says it's okay. Yes. And what was the other one? Uh, circumcision. Bad. Bad. <laughs> Unless there's a medical reason. Yes. <laughs> but Co-sleeping's always bad, though. There's no caveat for that one. <laughs> no, there's not. It's one thing if your kid is old enough to walk and they run into your room if they have a fucking nightmare or something. Yeah, that's It's just different. not, that's not co-sleeping. That's, like, comforting, comforting your child. child. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, I, I do genuinely think that it breeds an unhealthy attachment and that it's bad for the whole household. It is. I think it's horrible for the relationship between the partners yeah. if there's, if it's a, like, co-parenting situation. And everyone who does it will lie and say that it's not a problem and that they like it because they're in denial. Yeah. Nobody will be honest about it, which makes me think it's really bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it's not... It's the, in the same way that parents are... 
are always like best decision I ever made. I love my child every day. It's like, you know, every day is a blessing. It's like, don't fucking lie to me. Your kid shot on the ground and smeared it all over the walls when you were out of the room the yeah. other day. You know, we all know. Yeah. <laughs> Cloth diapers, yay or nay? No, in my opinion. Well, I think they're fine, but you can't only do them. You need to have options. Like, what if you're out in public, right? Okay, yeah. Right? That's in fair. your own house, whatever, but mm-hmm. I mean. There has I'm just to thinking be... about the differences in parenting my parents took with me and my sister right now. That's what I'm doing. Really? I was a cloth diaper breastfeed baby. My mm-hmm. sister was a not cloth diaper formula baby. No offense, but that's why your sister's stupid. <laughs> she had to drink formula. I know. <laughs> she has a cleft palate. <laughs> Damn. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. My mom breastfed me for too long. And she was making up. <laughs> she loves to tell people about it. Um, that's, <laughs> that's her second favorite thing to tell people after number one, which is, oh, sure, I drank every day that I was pregnant with Evelyn. <laughs> she was making up for drinking every day she was pregnant with you by breastfeeding you until you were six. She breastfed me for so long. And one time we were, like, at a restaurant and this lady was breastfeeding and my mom's, like, crazy. So she went up to the lady and she was, like... Don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't breastfeed in public. Like, it's beautiful. It's natural. Keep doing it. She was like, do it for until they don't want the boob anymore. And then she was like, that is my beautiful daughter, Evelyn. You can look at her. I breastfed her until she was three and a half. Look at her. She's like, she's tall. She's strong. She's smart. She's beautiful. She never gets sick. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, we need to leave. Like, I'm going <laughs> to melt go. into the fucking ground. Friend of the pod, Alice, mm-hmm. always gets mad at me for obscuring her identity when I tell stories about her. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to obscure her identity this time. Okay. Alice was You obscure everyone's identity, and I first name last name yeah. all of my friends. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Anyone I dodged on this pod. <laughs> Alice was breastfed for so long that she mm-hmm. was asking for it. Yeah, me too. And she asked for it once in front of her mom's friend. So her mm-hmm. mom was like, you're done. Yeah. Because she had, like, she embarrassed her mother yeah. in public by asking for it. I did speak in full sentences by the time that my mom stopped breastfeeding me. Yeah. What the fuck? Sorry. Okay. Anyways, breastfeeding is dead. Yeah. But don't, like, tell people about it. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like... And I think it's fine in public also. Oh, it's fine in public. But yeah. But if you're at the point where you're breastfeeding your kid for, like, a long time, like, they're pretty old and you're still mm-hmm. breastfeeding them, don't do it in public. That's fair. You know what I mean? But I think a lot of people just breastfeed their kids at night. Yeah. Once their kids are eating, like, solid food. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're breastfeeding them, and then they, like, a lot of kids have, like, a nighttime breastfeed or whatever for a long time, which I think is fine because it's just supplemental nutrition on top of what they're already eating or whatever, right? Yeah. And it's, like, no different from, like, you know, when you're, like, a young child and you have, like, a warm glass of milk or whatever the fuck you drink at night when you're a kid, right? Well, if I ever have a kid, I'm not going to breastfeed them. Really? I want to take my nipple piercings out. They look cute. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if one of my nipples works. Probably not, but it's okay. I'm not going to have children, so it doesn't matter. You also don't lose the weight if you don't breastfeed. Yeah. Breastfeeding makes you lose the weight really fast. And it also, some people's tits get fucked up from it, but some people, it helps your breasts deflate at like a normal, consistent rate than they would otherwise. Yeah. Which definitely made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this girl I used to work with got in an argument with this guy I used to work with once because mm-hmm. he was talking about breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, you have to breastfeed or else, like, it doesn't 
like the milk doesn't go away and she was like that's not how it works and he's like yes it is and she was like i had a baby when i was 13 i wore a sports bra and it went away (laughs) (laughs) she's like i put my baby up for adoption yeah i wore a sports bra Mm -hmm. and i went to class and it went away and he's like yeah yeah love it (laughs) but women aren't cows yeah you're not gonna be screaming in pain if you don't milk he was like, you have to, you have to pump. And she was like, no, you, no. Dude, watching my sister-in-law, okay, at my sister-in-law's bachelorette party, watching her pump her tits. Pump, was she pumping and dumping? She, yeah. She pumped her tits into the sink because she was <gasps> so full of vodka. <laughs> and That's disgusting. It was just, it was the grossest shit that I've ever, she told me the wildest shit and she showed me her belly and her tits and she pumped into the sink and I was like, yo, I was already not having children because I'm selfish and I like my life and it's not going to happen. But it's like now it's so alien to me. Like I don't have baby fever in any capacity. The closest thing I ever get to baby fever is if I'm with someone and they're really hot and I'm like in love with them. I'm like, I have the passing thought of like, put a baby in me. Right. But that's like just like normal, like hormonal, whatever yeah. stuff. I never am like, I wish I was pregnant or I want to have a baby. I want to raise a child. Or I don't see a baby. I want to pay money for this child. No, I never see a baby and like want to yeah. hold it or want to comfort a crime. You know what I mean? Like, it's never. It's never a lawning. It's usually just like a weird fleeting, like sets feeling. Yeah, <laughs> which sounds bad, but no, you know what? Fine. I think a lot of people yeah. experience that for yeah. sure. Yeah. Anyways, so that's DBM parenting corner, I guess. Oh, one thing that I did also see was they I, they noted in the article that it wasn't the first time that Army Hammer had been under fire online, but his the other thing that he did was right in my opinion. Okay. Because he people were fucking mad at him when he tweeted that everyone who was posting a picture of themselves with the Marvel Comics creator Stan Lee after he died was, like, a hack and a fake friend who was, like, diving for clout. That's true. Basically. I know. He was right. He's right. Unless, you know, like, he was... And I think he provided the caveat, you know, like, unless you worked closely, you know, you were Marvel to have films yeah. or, you know, you knew you're older, you knew him, whatever. Like, and it's true, you know, ev- anyone could have a fucking picture of with Stanley Stan Lee, and yeah. it's wrong and it's tacky and it's very transparent when people claim to people that they didn't know particularly well posthumously. Absolutely. You know? Even when they're alive. Yes. Oh, of course. You see it all the time with comedians. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Of course. Right? Of course, when they're alive, it's like a bad look and it's tacky. It's just so much tackier when the person is dead. Oh, big time, big time. Right? Um, It's like, oh, an occasion to remind everybody that I've met Stan Lee. At Comic-Con. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, (laughs) uh, and I mean, you, like, if you've had, like, close personal friends who've passed away, I mean, like, I know that, you know, like, one of my very close friends died and a few of them really and I was absolutely boiled in the blood at seeing people post these lengthy flowery masturbatory 
statuses about how close they were with this person and how important this person was and how they're gonna miss them so much and it's like no I was friends with this person I know that you didn't give a fuck about this person at best at worst you bullied them when we were in high school <laughs> like, like yeah log true. off log off fucking idiot yeah it's not it's not you know like Nick Johnson fucking sympathy hour okay it's like let's mourn our friend if you were actually, you were friends, actually with friends with them and if yeah. not if you feel bad or if you mm-hmm. kind of knew him just keep that to yourself yeah can we take this moment to um acknowledge friend of the pod Catherine Beeman her partner passed away yeah. earlier this week or last weekend mm-hmm. and if anybody has any money that they're able to donate if you want to mm-hmm. donate it to a harm reduction um service in your area or in Atlanta specifically that would be yeah. awesome um Spencer we didn't yeah. know Spencer personally yeah. but him and Catherine were obviously very much in love and he seemed like a vibrant person who was widely loved in the communities that he was a part of in Atlanta. So, yeah. yeah, rest in peace, Spencer. I guess we should just move on. Do you want to talk about the internet? The internet? The internet. The internet? The internet. That's for you, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Friend of the pod slash our previous guest from Dumb and Awful, Rob, told us that he hates that part of the podcast and he doesn't know who it's for. So if you like it when we go, the internet. Feel free to sound off in the comments. <laughs> like and subscribe to our channel. <laughs> um, so do you have a beef this week? I do. What's your beef? All right. So I was watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay. And they were in someone's very expensive backyard of their very expensive mansion in Beverly Hills. Okay. And they sat on a couch. Okay. Like an indoor couch. Mm-hmm. But huge and fancy and they were like isn't it so classy to have a couch outside <sighs> yeah okay mm-hmm. listen i think it's disgusting to have a couch outside mm-hmm. but people would be making fun of them if they weren't rich yeah uh, i was just gonna say like normally having indoor furniture outside is something that people mock because they think that it's like protoss yeah like they think that people can't afford like patio specific specific furniture furniture. yeah which to be fair is expensive it is expensive definitely i don't have a problem with using indoor furniture outside i don't like couches just because of the like absorbency factor yeah but that's just a personal thing it doesn't have to do with being broke or not broke Mm -hmm. it's I've, I've thought about this before. So there's a famous photo shoot of Justin Trudeau with his family. Yes. And they're sitting on a couch kind of in the grass in front of the river. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking the whole time, like, this is so... They're try- Yeah. They're, so they're trying to take, like, a parlor shot. Yeah. You know, like, English Garden whatever right high society presumably yeah what they're co-opting is a trailer park boys aesthetic yeah right Mm -hmm. and but making it generational wealth yeah (laughs) and it's uh it's uncool (laughs) i don't think it's cool yeah i was very unimpressed yeah you have to think you have to think about those things sometimes is like in another context would people be 
ripping up like if those same people that thought that having a fancy couch in their beautiful Beverly Hills backyard drove past for example like my porch and there was a couch on it or something would they say something of course of course so you shouldn't have it <laughs> yes yes <laughs> it's stupid yeah i have a beef okay i really try not to be redundant on this podcast but we do have some repeat offenders some reoccurring victims mm-hmm. of uh my you know blade my blade of logic you know people that are that are on a list from me including but not limited to nicole cliff who we've talked about twice on (laughs) two or three times on this podcast now so abby govidium yeah yeah yeah, her her ad is abby dove yeah abby dove which is like why i don't know govidan i think Yeah, yeah which is why i don't know how to pronounce her last name but she did her entire style of tweet I would refer to is as uh, if he arbitrary thing dump him <laughs> is her entire genre right. of tweet more it's or like less. It's like if person does this but doesn't do this, mm-hmm. dump them. Yeah, okay. exactly. So the first time that she ever crossed my path. Okay. She Take was, me there. Take me there. Yeah. So she was saying that, okay, if he refers to his ex as crazy or psycho or any adjacent word, dump him even if she was abusive. Even if? Yes. She includes that in the tweet. Yes. Right? So it's like, yes, of course it's a red flag if you're seeing somebody and they say something like, all of my exes have been crazy. Yeah. Because at that point, it kind of seems like uh, there are people the who have crazy, who have, you know, have a tendency towards yeah. dating people that are not good for them, yeah. possibly, who but they don't get along with. Yes, because they crave drama, yes. clearly. And they d- aren't self-aware enough to remove themselves from situations, from situations once they become bad, right? Yeah. Um, but the fact that she was policing language and making a feminist point kind of on the backs of even people who had been in abusive relationships was a huge problem for me, right? You know, it's like, who cares what language you use to describe your abuser, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Right? So that was the first one. The second one was uh, she wrote that she had a vet that she found attractive and then, yeah, so we beefed her about this before. That was she, her. Yeah, she wrote a really long and creepy, cringy letter to uh, her veterinarian shooting her shot. And at the time, I tweeted about it because all of her content is super liberal feminist. I was like, if a man did this, you would campaign to have him fired. Yeah. This isn't cute. This is a person's place of work. If you... You know, talk to them like a human. Don't be weird and creepy. And preferably, maybe don't hit on them while they're at work. Be dignified. Sit in your car, go on Tinder, set it to one mile, and swipe (laughs) until you find them if you want to shoot your shot. That is the dignified thing to do. Yes. Find them accidentally on social media or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's less weird. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Twitter, whatever, fuck. Fuck it. A public social media site. She's a huge Twitter. Yeah, if that's he what wanted I'm to find her, he would. Yeah. And anyways, so what she tweeted that I specifically took issue with this time was, I shouldn't have to say this, but if he watched BoJack Horseman but didn't watch Tuka and Birdie, dump him. Okay, I don't know what Tuka and Birdie is. 
Okay. Tutu and Birdie is uh, an animated television show that premiered on May 3rd, 2019 on Netflix. And it was produced by the... I think that it's called the Tor Torvanti Group, and they are the same studio that made Bojack Horseman. So okay. the animation style similar is style. the same. Supposedly, it addresses like similar themes and stuff. And what people are pointing to as the difference between Bojack Horseman and Two Titan Birdie is that it's a female-produced show with two female main characters that are women of color. So it's like right. a, people are. I mean, obviously, they're not women of color, but it's basically, like, the broad city of Bojack Horseman-type shows. Right. Okay. So, my question is, why would you watch a show that is produced by the same company and that addresses similar issues if you were already, like, five seasons into a show that you already liked? Maybe you you might be hungry. Like, yeah, I, I definitely understand that. But, like, maybe you might be hungry for something similar if you had already made it all the way through. I guess. Bojack. But I don't think it's a fair assumption to think that people should have watched both. I don't think so either. Here's what people also... There's, like, a lot of factors at play yeah. here, right? So this show literally just came out. Yeah. People have had five seasons to hear about Bojack. Bojack yeah. And it's widely watched... Highly critically acclaimed. Yeah. Because it was so watched, Netflix promoted it. You know, like, it was definitely on... People talked about it. It was, like... It was much written about. Widely loved. I'm gonna, like, admit, yeah. I do have a Bojack Horseman in this race. <laughs> I, <laughs> and a, not a birdie. I'm a hack, yeah. Um, I'm a huge Bojack stan. I, I honestly am. I think it's the best television writing in the last decade, at least. Yeah. But again, like, we've had so much time to find out about it. Yeah. Tutu and Birdie only dropped at the beginning of this summer. And for whatever reason, it... You know, like, people didn't talk about Bojot that much in the first season either. Actually, credits kind of panned it. They gave it, like, a C plus. Yeah. And then, for whatever reason, it fucking took off in the second season. And Tutu and Birdie was cancelled after the first season, but... It's, like, nobody knew about it. Everybody that I know Mm -hmm. is saying that they didn't know Know about about it. it. Yeah. Even people that watch a lot of TV. Even me, huge BoJack fan, like I said. I didn't see anyone fucking tweet about it. Yeah. Because I would have watched it. I saw people tweeting about it. I did see people tweeting about it, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I didn't know that it was a cartoon. I didn't know that it was related to the same mm-hmm. you know studio that produced Bojack Horseman yeah because I only saw like people being like oh I like this show like there was no advertisement or promotion of it right yeah and is it not fair to say that for the people that liked Tuca and Birdie mm-hmm. that show came on the backs of Bojack Horseman of course it did so you need to give credit where it's due it sucks that the show was canceled but you never would have even had one season without the acclaim and the success mm-hmm. that BoJack Horseman had. Definitely. And the other thing is, too, people are saying that then, then they're saying people didn't watch it because it was made by women or it focused on the storylines of women. Okay. Right. And then people are like, well, no, like Netflix just didn't promote it enough. Like we didn't know about it. But then they're like, oh, Netflix's algorithm is intentionally fucking over women and people of color. And it's like, do you realize like the misattribution bias that you're showing right now is so 
paranoid and the storyline that you're trying to create is so dependent on assuming the absolute worst all the time. Well, let's say that that is true. Mm -hmm. Get mad at Netflix. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't get mad at people who, who like Bojot Horseman. Yeah. And also, uh, like, you can't make value statements about what type of art people like to enjoy, broadly meaning what they... It's like, oh, so is someone going to dump me because I watched Bojot Horse, but I didn't know about, like, Tutor and Birdie? Like, am I not allowed to be, like, a woman online anymore? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't... If someone watched this but not this, it's like... That doesn't yeah. really make sense to me. Yeah. Right? Like... I mean, I don't think that that's, like, necessarily a fair example mm -hmm. because you're a woman. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, at the same time, it's, like, I don't think that you it's can like, make It's, like, if she only has male friends and no female friends, dump her or something like that. Yeah, or, I mean, that might even be more important than yeah. what type of TV somebody yeah. watches, you know? That's, like, every Rick and Morty fan is, like, a horrible yeah. sexist or whatever, or, you know, everybody who... Listens to Cumtown. Listens to Cumtown or whatever, and it's, like, you can't... and. Bojack doesn't even have bad fans. No, I know. So it's like you can't even yeah. like tar them it's all with that really same brush. It's not even really fair. Yeah. No, like the it's other not. stuff is kind of like they're toxic communities. So it's like I get it, kind of. That makes more sense. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Bojack fans are fine. Yeah, and then she also went further along to say that Bojack should have been canceled because the last season focused on a storyline about sexual assault. So. And she's like, and that is on the air more than, like, stories about, like, women. And it's like, yo, shut the fuck up. How is a sexual assault story not about women? <laughs> like, yeah. in this case, like, it was... I mean, should isn't we just... that what people want the media to be talking about? Isn't that the people's whole thing? No, apparently we all just live in a world where, you know, we You have to constantly talk about sexual assault, but you're also not allowed to talk about sexual assault. Yeah, it's, you know, you're only allowed to talk about sexual assault if you're, like... Posting hashtag me too first. Yeah, exactly. You're writing a medium post talking about and how... You're naming names and canceling people. Exactly. Only on the trauma farm. You're not allowed to... You're supposed to profit off your trauma, but not in, like, only in certain ways. Yeah. You know? You're, you're allowed to profit off your trauma, but only if other people are also profiting off it. Yeah, or only if you are vulnerable and you indicate that it is your own personal experience trauma and you provide details and you name names. You apparently can't, you know, like, there's no way that anyone who wrote for... Bojack Horseman has ever dealt with, like, yeah. alcoholism or sexual assault or mental illness or, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, because like, uh, <laughs> aren't people. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I, that girl, I, like, I have her muted, but every now and again, something of hers just Slips finds through. its way into my timeline, so... You guys can pretty much just all make the assessment that if she tweeted it, I probably don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I must have her muted. It's so bad, Because that was the first thing I'd seen since the uh, vet thing. What do you think her, her comedy's like? I forgot that she did comedy. <laughs> she's she a comedian. Uh, okay, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I love to self-harm. Me too. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, do you have a dumb bitch of the week? I do. Okay, it's time for dumb, dumb bitch of the week. My dumb bitch this week is the guy who quote tweeted my selfie this morning and said that I didn't know how to dress. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. He's not wrong, but it's like, okay, shutting your mouth is free. To yeah. quote friend of the pod, KB Harwood, mm-hmm. shutting up is free. That's true. <laughs> It's also zero calories. It is. It's a healthy <laughs> snack. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, it, it, it's just, it's so foreign to me. It's just the territory of ugly people to unprovokedly attack the appearance of a stranger. Yeah. I would never come for a stranger's appearance unless they fucking came for me first. They don't follow me. I'm like, who are you? Yeah, someone, they just saw it come up in, like, someone else's lights or yeah. something, I guess. Yeah. But, like, why? What is wrong? What is, like, what poison is in your heart that you need to tell strangers on the internet I mean, that they're off. unattractive? <laughs> no, of course it doesn't harm you. Yeah. But I'm like... What lives in you? What possesses you to do that? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. Something bad. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I didn't, yeah. I was like, damn, okay. Shit, right? Yeah. Do you have a dumb bitch? I do. This man said on Twitter, hypothetically, if we were skydiving and I was strapped on the back of you and our clothes fell off because of the wind and we were horny AF and you accidentally pulled my dick instead of the parachute strain and we hit the ground and died, would you be down to kiss in the afterlife? I hate that. (laughs) Why would I pull his dick instead of the parachute strain? I don't know. I don't have rocks in my brain. (laughs) Wait, he said he was strapped to your back? Yeah. So he should be pulling the parachute string because that means that he's the professional. Mm. True. If you're tandem jumping. Yeah. So he, his company's going to get sued for negligence. I've never skydived. I haven't either because my friend's dad died skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a really lame move. I, I wonder if that. I doodled that word for word. If it would come up as It's being. probably one of those things that guys doodle that they like mass send to girls on Tinder. Which is the wackiest move, by the way. No game asses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You think he sends the same shit to every girl? Probably. The worst is when I didn't know that it was like... Uh, I don't have dating apps anymore. But like the first time you get it, you don't realize it's canned. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't reply to that anyways. No, but like, but like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Any sort of... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of miss dating apps because people would just message me like nice hair and I'd be like, thanks, it's a wig, and then block them. It was really healing. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Um, Do you have a tweet of the week? I do. Okay. So my tweet of the week is from waiting for the bus at Data Perversion. Mm Mm-hmm. Good account. He said, maybe I'm old-fashioned, but I want a divorce. <laughs> I love that. What does mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's my energy. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're very divorced. Saving myself for divorce. It's a normal <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's funny. I, you're almost as divorced as I am. What does that mean? You also come off as divorced. Oh, thank you. People tell me all the time I seem like a young MILF. That's nice. Which, it is nice, yeah. actually, but I wish people would stop being like, mommy, but... Yeah, that part's gross. Whatever. Do you have a tweet <laughs> of the week? I do. Oh, my tweet of the week is from IRL, friend of the pod, and also listener, 
Lodwell comedian Drina Molson. Yes. And her at is Drina, D-R-E-A-N-A, number four, Y-O-U, Drina for you, like Nathan for you. And she tweeted, I am pretty damn funny. When will my priest realize this and let me do my tight five before Sunday mass? (laughs) He's too busy doing another tight five before Sunday mass. (sighs) Sophie's. (laughs) (laughs) That's bad. Can you imagine? I love that tweet. It's so funny. Yeah. I mean, we're Catholic French media, so we're probably biased. Biased, yeah. But that was really funny. Yeah. That guy's having a hot boy summer. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear music that loud, I always assume it's a man. Oh, yeah. Which is ever reassured because I really bump my music under my car. Do you leave the windows down, though? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Depends. When mm-hmm. I forget. Man. When I forget, though. Okay. I have air conditioning in my car. Yeah. So. So you don't need to leave it open. No. All right. <laughs> All good this week? <laughs> I think so, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be posting a bonus episode at the end of this week, so if you're a patron, yeah. you'll have access to that, and if you're not a patron, you can have access to that. Yeah, Thursday or Friday, probably, yeah. we'll post that up. Yeah, and again, if you're a patron, like, feel free to suggest any topics that you specifically want us to talk about. Yeah. We'd love to. Definitely. Yeah, anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Have a great week. <laughs> I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch.